Pastor Moore's coming right now. Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Bless him, Lord, in Jesus' name. It's great to be in the house of the Lord this Hallelujah. morning. Hallelujah. My, my. I'm glad the battle belongs to him. I believe he can win every battle. How about you? None's too small or too great for this one called Jesus Christ. There's not a sickness. There's not a disease. There's not a trick of the enemy that he has not already overcome and defeated and left away for you and I, an example unto you and I. So we call on him and put our trust in him. God's working on our behalf. God bless you. You may be seated. Going to let our classes go back. Man, we've got a special service. All classes will be back in about 1130. Amen. You've got to... Amen. Some children. Dedication is going to take place here. Amen. Oakley and Marshall. Praise God. We're excited about that. So good to have all of our guests with us. Come to worship the Lord with us and be a part of this service today. Amen. I'm telling you what. I want to dedicate my children unto the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. There's a lot of things a lot of people may dedicate their children unto. But I'm telling you, there's nothing no greater and more important than to dedicate our children unto the Lord. And a part of that dedication, amen, is make sure we bring them to the house of God. Amen, on a regular basis, not occasionally, but on a regular basis, amen, to feel the hand of the voice and hear the voice and feel the touch of God in their lives. But it's good to see you. We've got a great lesson. Amen, our good evangelists will be back tonight and tomorrow night we'll have services. Brother Rouse will be back with us tonight and looking forward to that. But I'm looking forward for right now, for what God's going to do in this service, what God's going to speak and minister and move upon us in this house this morning. Praise God, I'm telling you. And uh, we're just excited about just being here and to be a part of this. Hallelujah, I'm glad to be a part of something that's going to be everlasting. Hallelujah, this kingdom's going to be everlasting. The disciples and followers of Jesus Christ has a promise of eternal life. Amen. They also have the promise of a glorified body. They have a place that they can be assured of. Amen. That after the thousand years of millennium and all the other, and there's time no more, it'll be a place that you'll never have to worry about another temptation, another trial, another battle. No pain, no heartaches, no tears. Amen. There won't be any actions taking place in that new city and upon that new heaven and new earth. Amen. Such as we have had to deal with in Texas this past week and Buffalo the week before. Those kind of things won't happen. Amen. Thank God. Why? Because the very couple of all of those things will be bound. He's going to be bound for a thousand years. Then after that, amen, and loose for a season. But then the next time, he's going to be cast into a lake of fire. Never have the opportunity to tempt anyone else from that point and from that time on. But be out into everlasting punishment. I don't want to be a disciple of his. I want to be a follower of his. Neither do I want to be deceived by him. I thank Jesus Christ tonight, hallelujah, this morning, and the revelation the understanding, the enlightenment. John put it this way, is a light unto all men. There's not a man upon this earth that has ever been born into this world that Jesus Christ could not be a light unto them. And it's up to the vessel, it's up to the individuals to have an ear to hear and a heart to receive, a hunger and a passion, amen, inside of them, especially after experiencing or hearing the word of God. Amen, amen. I thank God for the Holy Ghost this morning. I thank God that we still believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. We still believe in the pouring out of the Holy 
Holy Ghost. We still believe it's essential, amen, amen, to live for God upon this earth and to be called up, amen. It's impossible to do it without the Holy Ghost. But we're made, amen, amen, as we receive this, this gives us the endued power to be a witness, amen, a witness of who? Of Jesus Christ, who makes us victorious. Because why? Because the battle is His. It's not ours, it belongs to the Lord. Amen. It's His good pleasure, amen, to make us victorious and overcomers. John's writings, amen, even in the second Psalm, first John, amen, talks about the Father and the sons and daughters, how they was made overcomers by the Word of God, by the Word of the testimony. I'm glad to have a testimony of Jesus Christ in my life. I want it to be more than just words, too. I want it to be a manner of life, an action of life, a response. Amen. Not unto the devil, unto the darkness, but unto the light. The light that leads the way. Amen. The Word of God that's a lamp and a light unto my path. A life to everlasting. Amen. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's the reason the joy of the world don't have no effect upon us. They can have their parties, but it's not like a party at the First Jesus Name Church of Bendale. <clears throat> Boy, I love to talk about the lesson we on this morning. Amen. I love to talk about having good times and have party times and getting drunk. Amen. Well, you don't hear that at all churches. That's because all churches don't know about the Holy Ghost. Because they haven't experienced the Holy Ghost. If you ever experienced the Holy Ghost, you can experience the drunk you've never experienced. You can experience something. I'm telling you that alcohol can't carry you there. Drugs can't carry you there. Only the Holy Ghost. Only the power, the endued power of Jesus Christ. There's no substitute. There's no any place that can take the place of it. Thank God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Bendale, Mississippi today, but we're just honored to have all of you in the part of this great lesson. Amen. The power of the Holy Ghost. If you haven't, you're going to see in this lesson this morning that you can. It's a promise. It's a promise unto all. Amen. God wants to pour his spirit out upon all flesh. Amen. I want him to pour it out. How about you? Pour it out in this service. Pour it out in our lives. Thankful this morning it's not just confined to a service here today. Man, the pouring out of the Holy Ghost can be while you're driving down the road. It can be in your own home. Amen. Your own private time of prayer and our family gatherings. You gather on the front porch and begin to sing and read the Word of God and the Holy Ghost shows up. Amen. You start talking about Jesus and singing about Jesus, say the Holy Ghost shows up. The witnessing. What is the Holy Ghost? It's the earnest. It's the down payment. Ghost simply means the, the, the spirit of the parted one. Hallelujah. That's the reason we celebrate Easter all the time. We don't wait just to one Sunday out of the year. We celebrate on a regular basis. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. We can take on the challenges. We can face the struggles and the heartaches and the disappointments. And folks, we're living in an evil world today, a wicked world today. We're watching a world, amen, coming to a close. We're watching the spirit of iniquity being loosed, amen. And those that are give their hearts and minds into it. And you begin to see glimpses of the real devil and what he wants and his desire is, is to destroy. That's what he is. That's who he is. Amen. Because pride, amen, he couldn't have it his way. So he has booted 
out. But from that point, amen, he's doing everything he can to, to rob and steal and take. He, he, he wants to take your place now. He wants to rob you of your opportunity. And even here this morning, if you're not careful, the enemy will be shooting your mind full of fiery darts and trying to distract you and trying to keep you from hearing the word of God and feeling the presence of the Lord. In fact, he's already working on your mind if you'll let him. That's about foolish. I ain't never seen such things or heard such things in all my life. But the word of God says, amen, if you'll anoint them, if they'll come asking, if you'll anoint them and pray over them. I'm telling you when the doctor has to give up. Brother Joe Spicer sitting on this front row right here died two or three times and physicians felt like, hey, he was a goner. But you know what? Prayer. Calling on the name of Jesus and calling on the mercy of God. And he's sitting on this front row this morning because of the mercy of God. I thank God for doctors and I thank God for medication. But I'm telling you none of those things. When those things fail you, God can still give you an opportunity. You know why he's here? Because he wants the Holy Ghost. He understands and realizes I've got to have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Without it, I'm lost and undone. And when you come to that realization, you come to that understanding, it'll call you to seek it with all that lies within you. I must have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> got to have that encounter with God. Amen. Got to have that encounter. Got to have that visitation, that Pentecost. Pentecost is an experience. Pentecost is not religion. Pentecost is an experience. Amen. So we, by the help of the Lord here this morning, we're hoping to help some and all in, in, all in this house, including myself. Uh, I know it's going to be a little lengthy, and I forgot my watch. Uh, I'll do my best. I'll watch them. They come in at 1130, so we'll, we'll do our best here because, amen, we've got a busy day, but uh, we, we're going to take the time. So I'm going to take a little bit, though. We've been in revival. We haven't, you know, picked up in the last, last lessons, and I'm not going to try to teach all the previous lessons. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. But we'll take a moment that the, the steps that leads up to this lesson that are so, so, so important and, and vital, amen, for, for this lesson to be effective. And in fact, without repentance, well, first of all, you've got to believe there is a God. Hebrew writer helps us understand that. If you believe there is, then you will what? Diligently seek him. And those that diligently seek him shall what? Find him. And he'll bless them. Amen. Okay. And, and so somebody told me, a couple of people told me actually, there's some guy somewhere, some of you may have done seen, it's been out I think a little while already, about this guy, this atheist that didn't believe in God and went to the judge and wanted his own day, talked about how the devil worshippers got Halloween and these Christian folks has got Easter and Christmas and everybody's got their days and holidays and so finally the judge says, okay, I'll give you one. He said, in fact, you already got one. I said, really? Said, what is it? He said, April the 1st. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says only a fool will say there is no God. So you got your day, April the 1st. Fools, April Fool's Day, man. Hallelujah. Now, I'm being ugly with that. I'm just, that's the Bible. That's the truth. Hallelujah. Things just don't happen. There is a God. Hallelujah. Creation itself sends out a language to all the people that there is a designer. There is one, amen, that established and put all this and spoke it into existence. This old school, say, man, was more now than just an ideal, but he put it into. And so even you and I, as we're created in his image and likeness, has the power to reason, have the power to make choices. Hallelujah. And, and you watch this. 
Yes. You know, my wife showed me a little something yesterday about uh, with technology and where it's leading to and leading to the place where there won't be no need for roads and airplanes. And it talks about the ability to think. And it's actually trying to get to people to the point and place that you won't have to try to figure out what somebody's thinking. You'll already know it. They're trying to come up with these kinds of technology with things that, that you can wear and you'll know what everybody's thinking. You know what's really happened? The very thing that the devil lied to Eve about the very first of the beginning. You'll become God's like us. Hallelujah. And that's what everybody wants to be. Be their own God. Be their own creator. But I'm telling you, everybody in this house and everybody that's come through the wound and born a man of a woman is going to need a savior. They're going to need a lamb. They're going to need an encounter with God Almighty. And outside of that, nothing else. I'm telling you, we won't find salvation. We won't find deliverance or true deliverance. I'm telling you, I'm glad I built dug down and built on a rock. We didn't just build out on the sand. There's a rock called Christ. Let the storms come. Let the floods come. But the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. <laughs> Praise God. And, and so we're going to see the importance of the Holy Ghost. And not only having it, but allowing it to rule and reign and sit on the throne of our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. Putting our confidence in, in, in this experience of God. So I'm going to back up just a little bit. I'm just going to read maybe the verses. Just the, the focus verses, okay? Because I'll lead us up to this. When you go back, it's actually May the 1st. And, and, and the lesson there is dead or alive. And Romans 5 and 17 through 19. For if by one man offenses, death reigned by one. Talking about Adam. This is what happened in the garden. What, what did we lose in the garden? We lost fellowship with God. They died. That was a spiritual death. That's what took place. Man, the first Adam. Amen. That living soul. Amen. That individual. So he chose. So we, we lost that fellowship with God. They were forever, you know, stole from the, the garden. And so the writer here, Paul, Rome, Paul's writings unto the Romans. Death reigned by one much more. They which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Jesus Christ. He is the only one. He's the only Savior. He's the only door. Therefore, as by the offenses of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one men's disobedience, many are made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So we see what's fixing to unfold and what's fixing to take place. And so the next following lesson, since we all come to the realization, understand all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Always remember this, carnality is hostile against God. There is this, this, this that must take place and must happen. And so the next step is to die. Amen. You and I have to die out to self. We have to die out to who we are and what we are and give ourselves, come to that realization, making confession of our sins and coming up short Amen. Of being pleasing to God. We're living in a world today, amen, out of, out of, and, and I'm just going to be, I mean, hey, this truth, this is where it is. Hallelujah. We're living in a world today that, that mankind has, has muddied the waters up so much that today we're living in a world that don't even have a clue what sin is, Harley. They don't, the, 
water is so muddy, they don't have a clue where the lines are. Amen. Of, of morality and, and things of that nature. We're seeing these things unfold. We're watching things happen because we're raising a nation now. Hallelujah. I can remember a time, and I'm not trying to offend nobody about this, okay? We're not trying to be offensive here. But I can remember as a young lad, nobody went fishing or hunting or anything else on Sunday. You didn't go shopping. You didn't do any of that. Everybody went to the house of God or they stayed at the house. <laughs> I mean, they wasn't going to the house of God. They didn't run up and down the roads. And do but today, you watch this. As even the Sabbath day, the day that's set aside to worship God, has been, it's just become another day to most people. They don't have a clue. They don't have an idea. They don't know what it means to come to the house of God on a regular basis and bring their family to the house of God. And, I, I, man, I'm telling you, this is going to fall right into this dedication where the responsibility falls upon parents as God's blessed them with a baby. And it's a child. It's their responsibility. Amen. And it falls upon others. Amen. But the the main book of that responsibility falls upon parents to bring them to the house of God. Why? Because we're all dead in trespasses and sin. And we must be born again. So it's the only way to be born again. We must die. We must. And so here, when you go to that to call to repentance, amen, you can see where Jesus Christ, and I won't read it, but, but Jesus Christ taught it. John the, the Baptist come preaching it. Jesus Christ taught it. The disciples, amen, taught it. And so there must be that repentance, that dying out, about face turn. Amen, it must take place. And then it brings you to what? After being after dying, you got to be what? Born again of the water. You got to be what? Buried. What do we do when people die? You don't take, you know, you can't take people out and you bury them. You don't just put a little dust on them and, you know, you bury them. You put them under amen and so so likewise and you don't bury people that's alive either they got life in them you, you don't bury them but they got to die these are very important steps you mean to attain salvation and to be live a victorious life that we sung about this morning these are very important and not only does that death happen then but it has to happen on a regular basis amen even with the holy ghost Dying out to ourselves, crucifying this flesh, mortifying the deeds of this body, this mind. And so brings us now to the next lesson, which is in John 3, 3 and 5. And watch what Jesus told, tells Nicodemus. Jesus had said unto him, talking about Nicodemus, which is a ruler, which is a teacher, which one that should have already known. But he did not. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born, be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Huh. He can't even see it. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. Notice the word spirit is capitalized. So he must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. These are the words of Jesus Christ. This is not my words. If you believe the Bible, if you believe it as the Word of God, then you believe these are the words of Jesus. These are not just words of, 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 of a man. And, and some would, you know, if you listen to the devil, well, that's his own interpretation and all that. But Peter said nobody has a private interpretation. In fact, holy men of God was moved upon to write the Word of God to be start with. This is, this is a God's idea, not a man's idea. Okay? This is God's Word to man. God's contract, testimony, covet, contract to man. This is the deal I make with you. And I'll do my part if you'll do yours. But we have to obey and fulfill our obligation. 
Amen. When we hear the contract, when we hear the word of God, that's the reason the Bible's told us it's impossible to be saved without a preacher. But how can he preach unless he's sent? Amen. To preach what? The good tidings, the good news, the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. First Corinthians 15 and 1. And that's what Paul's writings is talking about. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so here we go. It brings us to repentance. It brings us to being born again of the water. Amen. And then it's going to bring us to our lesson today. Amen. The power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. What a power. What an experience. There's nothing like it. You can read about the encounters that Moses had with the burning bush. You can read about, amen, the visitation that God would have with Adam, amen, and one place it talks about in the cool of the day. But I believe he visited them more often than that. And the time he's talking about in the cool of the day is a time that they had transgressed against him. And he, he waits until the cool of the day to come to bring judgment, to call upon them, to see where art thou, even though he knew where they was at. It was a voice that the father of, of faith called Abraham. And, and called out the Ur of the Chaldeans. There's always been a calling out. There's always been a separation. Even from the very beginning, Adam and Eve were separated from all of the known world. And the creation of that time, there was a special garden of Eden that was built and they was placed in that garden. And everything they would need would be inside that garden. But it was a serpent, a man, that made his way into that place and, and began to, to converse with Eve and convince her to partake of that fruit. Hallelujah. And so now we're watching. Hallelujah. How God works even with, with the father of faith Abraham with a voice Abraham heard a voice there is a city won't be made by man but it'll be made by God there's a promised land there's a place and so he gets up and he's on a journey a place that he never sets his foot on but yet he's looking for a city the same city that you and I are looking for a place amen that God has built a place that's 1200 square miles a place amen that's going to be without any iniquity and sin no need of the light we're looking for that city we're looking for that so how are we going to attain that this is the kingdom to see the kingdom. A man must be water and born again of the water and of the spirit. Listen to what Jesus is saying. To be able to see this. To be able to be a part of it. To be able to enter. Not alone go with Nicodemus. He tells him you won't even be able to enter therein. Hallelujah folks. We haven't entered therein in the fullness. Yes we're a part of the kingdom. The earnest of the spirit of the, where we're living now. Through obedience. Amen. But I'm telling you the fullness of this kingdom. The fullness of this experience. Amen. Of get, receiving a, 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 a glorified body and reaching a place where there won't be any more enemies or anything of such a nature. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. What an inheritance laid up. How's all this going to transpire? The power. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of God's Spirit. The earnest, the down payment of God with us. So, as we watch our lesson today, man, Ephesians 5 and 18. Paul's writings of the Ephesians. Ephesians is a very powerful chapter, very powerful book. It's this, this particular letter that's written that so much is pulled out of it and drawn from it. Amen. Even the warfare and how to equip ourselves for the warfare you find in the very next chapter. But watch this focus verse, and we'll, we'll wind up with these verses to this morning. Amen. With the help of the Lord here today to help us understand what's really happening and what's taking place. But notice what he says on the focus verse Be not drunk. With wine. Be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Capitalize. You know what it's saying? That's the Jehovah 
spirit. That's the spirit of God. That's not our spirit. That's not of the spirit of the world. But he says to be filled. When you look at that term filled, it means to be crammed. Have you ever, have you ever reached a place, and we, we see it occasionally, especially back here. Amen. Somebody's fixing something for you, and you finally tell them, I've had enough. I'm done. I'm, I'm filled. You ever said, I'm crammed. It's not a room for anything else. Even ice cream's not good right now. <laughs> There's no more room for it. So Paul's writing to the Ephesians here. And like I said, I'm going to come back to this, these two or three verses at the end. Amen. What's going to happen will take place. The writer begins our lesson this morning and he talks about, he uses a term, amen, ecstatic faces. Uh, what had unfolded, what had transpired, what we call on the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost. The term Pentecost means 50. I'm going to tie some things together. Some things even out of the Old Testament from Moses' writings and experiences. And help us to understand that uh, the pouring out of the Holy Ghost and the experience of Pentecost is just as genuine and real today as it's ever been. It's also needful. It's needful to live an overcoming life and to live a victorious life. So he talks about this that took place we know that it happened in Jerusalem because it's this place that they were instructed. Amen. Some, what we would believe, some 500 disciples. I'm not sure if all of them was there. Amen. To heard the words of Jesus Christ. But for them to go and tarry and to wait. Amen. An upper room of the promise, the promise of the Father. They knew that they didn't know how it was going to be. They didn't really have a clue how it was going to unfold itself. All they had was the pinnacle. All they had was the writings of Moses, the writings of the prophets. And then they had the instructions instructions of Jesus Christ himself but he had came and fulfilled the laws and the prophets and the Psalms and everything had been written about him and even as at this point as he's ascending up you can watch the narrative of Luke as he writes in the book of Acts and Luke is writing now now remember something Luke wasn't there at these times but yet he's receiving this from others and he picks up right from where he left off in writing the book of Luke Luke is the only only Gentile writer in the New Testament are in the whole Bible, in fact. Amen. But here he's writing and let us to understand and know. Amen. What's going to transpire? What's going to take place? Let us all remember something. If you want to know the actions of the New Testament church, if you want to know how to be saved, you go to the book of Acts. You don't go to any other book. If you want to know the actions of the New Testament church, you go to the book of Acts. If you want to see how they had church, how they had uh, the moves of God, revivals, go to the book of Acts. The other 21 letters is written unto individuals that had experienced the book of Acts. They had done experience repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the unfilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now these letters is written to individuals because Paul knew how that the Satan himself and how the enemy and how that even Judaizers and different ones were trying to slip in and come in with doctrines that would mar them and keep them from finishing the journey. Even Galatians, he wrote unto them, who bewitched you? <clears throat> 
Amen. And so we see, and when you begin to look back at the book of Acts, this is the plan. This is the foundation. This is what would happen. This is what would take place. I know a lot of people go back and they'll say, well, I'm going to take what Jesus says. And I'm going to baptize in the titles of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But if you're going to do what Jesus says, he said to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And the name is what? Jesus. That's the reason the Bible's taught us that all power in heaven and earth has been given to what? The name of Jesus. That's the reason the name of Jesus is so important. When you get in trouble and you have very much time to say anything what do you do Jesus and it takes care of everything it covers the bill it doesn't matter what it is it no matter where it's coming from I'm telling you because the power is in the name of Jesus and when the Bible says when those that cry out to him and I know that a lot of times in that setting it's actually talking about those that cry out to him for salvation but that's not only the only time but anytime you cry out in the name of Jesus by faith and confidence guess what he shows up and when your heart's right and your mind's right and your motives is right hey man he's going to show up the devil can't stop in your circumstance can't stop in you can cast people into dungeons. You can put them in caves. You can put them in whales, in the belly of whales. But when they turn their face and call on this Jehovah God, amen, this God hears and answers and make a way where there seems to be no way. That's the reason the power of prayer, hallelujah, raises up and turns circumstances and turns situations around this morning. We sang the song, hallelujah, it's not my battle, it's his. And he can turn it around any moment he gets ready because he's God and he knows how to work on my behalf. But you know what? I want to have a revelation of what name to call on and how to call on that name with earnestness and with sincerity in my mind, heart, and spirit. Because without waver or doubt this morning, he will show up. So as we, we watch this unfold and begin to take place, and, and, and time won't allow me, but I'd love to take the time because the importance of the house of God. So I'm, what I'm going to do is do a little mixing and mingling here this morning, amen, with the dedication and, 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 and with the service and the, uh, the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, the power of the Holy Ghost, where are you going to experience it? When's the last time you had a headache and you went to AutoZone to get something for it? Hmm. When's the last time, amen, you had a motor that blowed up and you pulled into the emergency room? But it amazes me how many people are experts on God and never go to the house of God. Hmm? Experts on how to be saved, how to live for God, how to please. And me and the man upstairs got it all worked out. Never, never been. Never opened the lids. Never bowed a knee. Never made any confession. With the same terms, amen, that... <laughs> If I want some two befores, I don't go to Mendel Superstore. If I want some dog feed, I don't go to Mendel Hardware. So the same way, if I want to know God, and if I want to know about salvation, I'm going to find my way to the house of God. And like I said, I'm going to mingle this in a little bit. Okay. And so as we come to dedicate the children this morning, one of the most important things that you and I can do is to make sure we got it made up in our minds that we're going to bring them to the house of God on a regular basis. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Where you gather the most, where you find such a passion and a desire together and to bind with others, that is the place of your God. That went over good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Will you carry your children on a regular basis? Will you willing to make the sacrifices? And you watch this. 
Watch what I'm fixing to tell you. Boy, this is, I'm just going to tell you though. Our nation has is, is, is allowed idols to slip in as gods. We'll make sacrifices all throughout the week to take them to ball fields. Take them to other events and places. In fact, it's had such an impact on the nominal churches, they've just about done away with midweek services because they can't get them to show up. I'm fixing to say something here, and just for time's sake, I'm going to do that because I know we really don't have time in the other, other area. But the shooting that took place in Texas. Hey, and I'm not, I'm not the one that stays on top of the news. I'm not one that looks and reads a lot of I get from... But I want you to just, I want to, I'm, going to, I'm going to prove a point I'm making here. But all that I've heard, you know the ones I've heard the least about? You know who I've heard the least about? That boy's parents. I've heard about a grandmother. I heard about a granddad. But I hadn't heard anything about a mom and daddy. In this 18-year-old's life. That 18-year-old didn't get there by himself. It's called the power of iniquity. It's called the power of sin. Now we begin to realize the importance of the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Because the spirit of iniquity... You and I cannot handle. First of all, it blinds us. The God of this world blinds the unbeliever. They can't see. And when you're blinded, what do you do? You stumble into things. You walk into things. You'll walk off a cliff. But the scripture's real plain who is the light and the light of all men. And that's Jesus Christ. So this morning, by the help of the Lord, I want us to, like I said, I'm going to mingle these, this thing together. So as we watch this really begin to unfold, I'd love to take you back. There's about seven or 11 uh, songs that the Sons of Korah has written. But especially the 84th and 85th chapter of Psalms. The writings is about the house of God. The writings of the joy of coming and making your journey to the house of God. And, 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 and remember, these psalms were written right after coming out of Babylon. And as they're waking their way back to the tabernacle, they're making their way back to the house and to the presence of God. Thanking him that, you know, as his wrath, is it going to be forever? And all of this is kind of entwined. Let, let, me, let me just hit on a little bit. Here. How amendable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts? Amendable means pleasant. It means lovely. It means the house of God ought to be a place that we want to come. I know conviction will find it, the house of God. I still find it. But thank God. Conviction works on our behalf to bring us closer to him, not for us to flee him. God's taught us that judgment starts at the house of God. But we better thank God for judgment. 
without judgment, without sound judgment. If somehow that little boy, that 18-year-old, he was a boy. I don't care what anybody said. He's 18. He's, he's just a lad. He's just a boy. Amen. But somehow in his own mind and his own ability to reason, because what I understand that really was some of the, it didn't kick all of it off, but, but one of it, he would not get to graduate. The second thing was his grandmother was calling upset about his phone bill that he probably wasn't paying. Begin to trigger some things. Some hate, malice, envy. Cause such an event to unfold. Now let me put the second thing. And I know, parents, y'all just bear with me here. But we're living in a world today that's wicked and vile. And I'm telling you, no greater protector of our children than God himself. Second thing on top of that is, even when events like this happen, we can have the comfort and the assurance that we brought them up in the nurture and the admonition of God and to experience the Holy Ghost that we'll win either way because I'm telling you, the just always has to suffer with the unjust. But there's coming a day, there's coming an hour, amen, that we won't have to worry about none of this. But until then, amen, we're, of this, we're in this world but not of this world. And there is a, there's one that can send angels and help protect us. And I know there can all kind of laws be passed and all other kind of things and other things. I understand that, but I'm telling you, and when an individual makes up in their mind that they want to annihilate and destroy, and they sell themselves out to the devil, they'll use whatever they have to, an automobile, a stick, a bat. Hey, man, it don't matter because, but the real problem is the heart. The heart, the heart, the mind. So now we see the importance of making sure that we're baptized in the Holy Ghost and the, letting the power of the Holy Ghost to work in our lives. To be able to do that, we've got to come to the tabernacle, we've got to come to the place. How many of thy tabernacles, O Lord? My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God to feel his glory, to feel his presence, to feel his hand. I'm telling you, if you come to the house of God on a regular basis, it don't leave a lot of room for the, the enemy to work. And when you get the presence of God, it helps you to deal with hatred. It helps you to deal with malice. It helps you to deal with envy. It helps you to deal with jealousy. It helps you to deal with these, the fiery darts. Amen. The search attitude. Thank God for the shield of faith that the Bible says it quenches all the fiery darts. That's what this Holy Ghost, that's what the house of God, that's what coming together is all about. One of the most important things that would happen even in the beginning of this nation. One of the first things you see established. Be a church. It would be to be right close or right next or right behind a convenience store. There'd be a church. Of some form. Some fashion. You may have what they call a circuit rider. You'd have to make the ride. And even in the, the wildest of West was, thank God for his goodness and grace and mercy become available. I'd love to go through all this, but, but time just simply won't allow me. But the 84th and 85th chapter of Psalms, if you would take some time and go and read those and, 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 and meditate upon them a little bit about the tabernacle, about the house of God, about coming, why? 
because this is where the presence, this is where we're coming together to meet him. Bible says we're two or three gathering his name. I know it's not just, just, just this local assembly. It can be in the marketplace. It can be in your home and any place you show up and you begin to sing and worship. But it's something about a place that's been dedicated. It's something about a place that's been set aside, time that has been set aside. Amen. To come to worship none other but Jesus Christ. So now what we're going to see, what we're going to begin to see unfold and what we begin to see what's going to begin to happen. What really begin to happen is this ecstatic expressions and they begin to spill out into the streets. Amen. Of this 120, amen, that had joined together and had waited had waited on this promise, amen, as it came as a sound of a mighty rushing wind. In fact, this is the only time it's recorded in coming in this, this demonstration of power. But I want to make a connection here as you watch some of this unfold. And, and I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit. Well, let me back back up. I'm sorry. Let's back up just a little bit. This was prophesied about. Joel, Joel talks about this. Hundreds of years before it ever took place, amen, that there was coming a time, there's coming an hour. Ezekiel prophesied about it. Jeremiah prophesied about it. What was going to happen? What was going to unfold? What was going to to take place, how that this God, amen, was going to take these stony hearts and put a heart of flesh and put his laws inside them and pray it on the tables of the heart by the Spirit, amen, by the Spirit. And so when you look at Joel, amen, uh, 2 and 28 and 30, 29, that's the most of two verses that we're going to talk about this morning. It shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Don't listen to people that tell you that uh, uh, you don't need the Holy Ghost. Don't listen to them says, amen, it's not important. No, no it's, it's, it's a promise to you, a promise from God. Amen, the Holy Ghost. It's something that you and I should long for. It's something that we should desire. It's an experience, an encounter, amen, that you won't experience any other place or time. There's nothing like it. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days where I pour out what? My spirit of all, all flesh, all. It's not just going to be for a set few or a certain few. Amen. But when this time and this hour comes, amen, it's going to be poured out upon all flesh. Servants and maids, hallelujah, it's going to be poured out upon. It's going to be given to them. And so we begin to watch this begin to unfold. And when you go back to, to Acts 2 is the beginning, and you see when the day of Pentecost was fully come, those that were dwelling in, in Jerusalem, Jews, devout Jews, the Bible has taught us, under, under heaven, and they was all noised abroad, and the multitude came together and confounded because of what? Of every man that heard them speak in their own language and they was all amazed and they marveled and they watched this unfold and they, they had heard about it they had, the, the prophecy was there but now that it was unfolding and taking place I could take you back to the little lady amen at the well hallelujah when Jesus reveals himself as the Messiah and she, she knew that a Messiah was going to come and when he comes he will tell us all things and so when he had came he told him that they must be born again of the water and the spirit but now this is going to transpire this is going to take place and we're going to watch it really begin to unfold and take place in the heart of the lives of the people. So when you go back to Acts 1, 4, and 5, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, he must have heard of me. This is Jesus talking to them before he is ascending up. He's telling them, for John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized, what, with the Holy Ghost? Not many days hence. Now you watch as this begins to unfold and begins to take place. And as you go through this lesson, the promise, what, of the Holy Ghost is for 
me. You've got to make it a personal thing. The Holy Ghost is for me. Amen. God's promised me the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to let no one or anyone, including myself, rob me of seeking this experience that God wants me to experience. Amen. Then that's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So I'm going to open my heart up. I'm going to open my mind up. I'm going to open my spirit up. Amen. To hear the instructions. Amen. To bring me to this experience. To bring me to this encounter with God Almighty. Because I understand now by the prophecy. I understand, amen, by the instructions and teachings of Jesus Christ himself. Amen. That the Holy Ghost will be poured out upon us. And so as they tarried and waited, 120 of them, amen, it's going to tarry and wait in this upper room for what? This encounter. For this experience. Amen. For, that's going to unfold. That's going to take place. Now as you go through the lesson, you're going to see the very second part of this lesson. And it talks about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And he calls it the day of Pentecost. Go back in the Old Testament, Moses, the feast days, the feast of wheats, the feast of harvest. It's also called the feast of Pentecost. It's a time of harvesting, gathering in. Watch this. Also, when you go back to that, you're going to find a parallel that worked with even Moses himself. It was Moses on the 40th day, amen, that he receives the law and comes down off of the side of that mountain. Amen. And in 50, amen, 50, I mean, 50 literally means Pentecost. Or Pentecost literally means 50. Amen. And so as you look at Pentecost, and 50 and 40 days and you're going to watch these 10 days unfold now at the Mount Zion when the law was given and Moses comes down off the side of that mountain and he calls the Levites to come in who's going to be on the Lord's side and that day 3,000 souls were destroyed and lives were taken from them now amen years later but as this prophecy unfolds not only the lawgiver amen called Jesus Christ the lamb the only lamb amen that, that could wash away the sins the only one that could take this reproach away and now open up the heavens and the doors that the Spirit of God can be poured out. Now here we are as they're tarrying and waiting. Watch this. And it depends on if you take the three days of Jesus Christ in the grave. Amen. But we know that he was with them after his, after his resurrection. Forty days he ate with them and walked with them. Amen. But then you got ten days. And so that's the reason the day of Pentecost was a fiftieth day. Amen. So they tarried some seven to ten days in an upper room. They knew it was going to be poured out. Amen. On this fifth a day. It all works hand in hand. It's a God thing. It's not a man thing. And whenever you look back to the scriptures, the Old Testament and New Testament, I can take you to the tabernacle plan and follow, give you the same plan, the same plan of salvation that you find in the New Testament. I'm telling you, this is the truth. This is the absolute truth. Because why truth? Truth, you can watch it. It'll unveil itself. Truth, you can feel it. Truth, you'll know it when it shows up. You can listen to stories and things of that nature. But when the truth and all the truth comes out, all of a sudden bells rings. All of a sudden light comes on. All of a sudden, realization said, hey, this is that. This is that. Amen. And on the day of Pentecost, the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the only power, amen, that can enter into your brain and help you in your own mind, in your own heart, and your own ability to reason. It's the baptism of the Holy Ghost that will lead and guide you into all truth. Amen. It's the whole power of the Holy Ghost that will comfort you. Everybody's looking for everything else to comfort them. Everybody's looking for this and that. But I'm telling you, the only true comfort there is of the Holy Ghost. The only true God there is of the Holy Ghost. It's better than anything else you can experience but you and I the power of the Holy Ghost will not fail you even in the generation and the hour and the wickedness and the darkness that we're in I'm not being critical with this next statement and I hate I've tied so much of this in with this lesson but this is where we're at this is the world we're in I read a little article about the shooting. 
to other spiritual leaders. Could not help them. All said and done. Same for some. We don't understand. We don't have a clue. Really? Yes, we do. You just got a glimpse of the devil and the power of the prince of the air and who and what he really is. That's what you just got. Because when you fail to worship this one true God and you fail to turn your life over to him, I can take you back to Isaiah, the fifth chapter. And there even, God talking to the Israelites, the saints of God. We can learn so much from the Old Testament that we can bring into the New Testament. He talks about the vineyard, the vineyard that he takes and gets all the stones out. He builds a fence and a hedge around it for protection. And he plants it, plants it, amen, for the grapes. But, but sour and fit grapes come up. Finally, to the point that even God says, I'll take the hedges down. If you'll read it close, when God takes the hedges down, it opens it up for whatever demonical forces and powers of wickedness. This nation was built upon under God. This nation believed in God. The forefathers of this nation believed in, in, in intertwining in all their speeches the word of God. You hardly ever hear that anymore. In fact, most of them wants to shove God out. The word of God, especially the name of Jesus. Let's, let's, let's bow down to the Muslims. Let's bow down to this one and that one. Don't, 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 don't. And so we're opening up our borders and the spiritual realm. Now we see why it's so important to get a, dedicate our children and dedicate our lives to the house of God and the service of God. Now we see why it's so important not only to believe but to receive the Holy Ghost and allow the power of it to work in our lives on a regular and daily basis. This is what unfolded. This is what took place. The days and timing and all lines up from the Old Testament even to the New Testament of what took place there on that day. Amen. I know I've mentioned this a couple of times already, but I want to go back to it. The next part, the B part of that, the Bible says they were all filled. Jesus didn't just handpick the inner circle to receive it. Jesus, God, did pour out the Holy Ghost just on the earthly and those that was in his close range as his family. It's a promise unto everybody under the sound of my voice in this house this morning and across these airways. It's a promise unto all. To them that are far off. Even Peter didn't quite realize and recognize 
Amen. What he was saying on that day. Under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Now you watch him. You go back to that. What happened? What stirred in them? What shall we do? That's, that's what should happen. Our encounter with God and with the word of God. That's, that's what ought to rise up in us. That's what ought to move inside of us. Because Peter preached to them, by wicked hands you had crucified the prince of life. But we know the scriptures had to be fulfilled. He had, he couldn't, he had to bear that cross. He had to die. But no way of getting around that. But now, now. And so he instructs them out of Acts 2.38 to repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus. For what? For the remission. And he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's a promise to you and I. That hasn't changed. It may have been 2,000 years, but I'm telling you the gospel, the power of the gospel to transform us. But you know what's happened over time? Man, man is eased in, and he began to take this out, and began to leave this out, and set this aside. And it's still happening today. We didn't get here just overnight, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of the turmoil and things that's going on around us, it's a more of a spiritual thing than it is. It just it gets to manifest itself every once in a while. It really gets to stick its head up every once in a while. Trying to dominate and control and destroy. Using whatever elements the devil possibly can. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. This is the only thing that can bring true satisfaction and true joy and true peace the Holy Ghost, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's the Holy Ghost. This is where the peace and joy and contentment and satisfaction is going to be found. You, you can go out into the world. That's the reason John's coming along to love not the world, neither the things of the world. The world will never bring contentment. You can go to one bit after the next and another one and another one. But you'll wake up the next morning just as void and just as empty looking for something only the, the power of the Holy Ghost is the only thing that can bring true contentment and true satisfaction. It's the only thing that can take the sting of death out of us. It's the only thing that can bring comfort. You know why there's so much anxiety and so many kinds of medicine out there for nerve problems? It's because of a lack of the power of the Holy Ghost working. It's for all of us. To all of us. Acts 1 and 8 simply puts it this way. You shall receive power after. To be an effective witness. To be a powerful witness. It takes the Holy Ghost. It takes the, the power, the, the gift. It takes the Holy Ghost. I, I, I know we like to use the term Holy Spirit, but I, I don't. I like to use the term Holy Ghost. Some people, that freaks them out, man. But ghost is really the spirit of a departed one. But too many of them ties that in with, with Halloween and with the devil. Start with, devil ain't never had a white ghost. Everything he touches, everything he's involved in becomes black. As a symbol, as a time. God, His Spirit, it's holy. It's always right. It won't mislead you. 
The Holy Ghost won't mislead you. The Holy Ghost, you'll find strength in me when you can't find it in any other place. The Holy Ghost, you'll find the power. The power to live and also the power to die. Read about your apostles. Read about your disciples. Read about, especially in history, how willing they was to give their lives. To be crucified. Peter, Peter, they wanted to put him on a cross, but he told them, no, he said, I don't deserve to be crucified like my Lord. You hang me upside down. Talk about the apostle. Our apostle, Paul, went running, running, have his head. You know what I believe that done? That took the, that took the steam out of the enemy. They were, some of them looked upon them like, well, there's something different here. So you can't deny the presence of God and the favor of God, the power of God. Scripture warns us that once you've encountered it, once you have felt it, once you've heard about it, you're never going to be the same again. In fact, it warns us, he that blasphemes against it, there's no place forgiveness of the Holy Ghost. People runs out there and says there's nothing to it. That it's dangerous, very, very dangerous grounds. Better read the Bible. Let God be truth in every man a liar. Let God's word be truth. Let God's presence and his power and his glory have its way. To rule a man. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That you might be a witness. Start in Jerusalem, Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. What's that power? What's that? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. I've taught in many of Bible studies, and some coming from other places, and sometimes their first response is this. They never taught me that. Second response is that they lied to me and they, they almost got getting mad. But I tell them, they can't, they can't teach or instruct you with something they never experienced for themselves. They don't know. They're blinded. Religion, man's religion. We don't want a man's religion. We do, but that man's got to be Jesus Christ. It can't be William Moore. It can't be any one of these others. It's got to be Jesus Christ. We know where we come from. We come from an upper room. We got what we, we need to back us up and what we believe. And what we're going to give ourselves to. It's called the word of God. That's forever settled in the heavens. And nobody can change that. As we humble and yield ourselves unto the power of the Holy Ghost. And the power of his spirit and his greatness. Amen. Brother Quinn, step back there and tell them. I know the time's got to be getting close. Let's go to Ephesians. I want to go to those last verses this morning. I'd love to read a lot more than that, but I won't. Writings of Ephesians is a very powerful letter, very powerful book. And there was a lot that led up to this point in the fifth chapter of Ephesians. And whenever he comes to that point, he says, But all things that are reproved... In other words, that are exposed. 
are made manifest by the light. Who's that light? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the light unto all men. Even John the Baptist said, there's one coming after me whose latches I'm not worthy unto loose. He's going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this unfold. What happened on the day of Pentecost? What happened on Mount Sinai? Trumpets. Fire. When the law was given. When they met him. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Like a mighty rushing wind. The sound of a mighty rushing wind that filled the house. And it fell upon them like fire. And they spoke with cloven tongues. Cloven means split. Some 13 different languages. If you notice the term Galileans. That all of these that were doing the speaking were Galileans. But they were speaking some different, some 13 different of the languages fluently. Praising and magnifying God. They was astounded. The hearers was astounded. They was, they was, they was shocked. You know why? A little study on the Galileans. These were not educated, supposing people. They did not have any pre-training. They knew that it was not within them by no means whatsoever to be able to speak in that, that fluently, in that manner, in that form. Unless it was supernatural. Was the only way. When you start talking about supernatural things, and uh, people really start getting a little. But we ought not to. God didn't do this in some corners. Paul brings it to the king's attention. He didn't try to do this in a cave and in some hidden. No, no. It's always been available. But it's he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. It's he that makes up in his mind and his own heart and spirit and in his own soul that I must be saved. At whatever cost, God save me. And when you, when you start crying like that, God's going to give you an encounter with truth. Somehow, some way. Sometimes we're shocked by the events of life and what we have to deal with and the challenges of life. But how many of us would have to confess and say, but those, those challenges, man, God brought me right where I needed to be. And really God meant good when the devil meant harm and destruction. God turned it around and brought good out of it. The power of the Holy Ghost. Wherefore he saith, awake, thou that sleepest. The hour, the day is drawing nigh. It's a time to awake ourselves. The, the, the end time is upon us. The coming of the Lord is knocking on our doors. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. See then that he walks circumspectly, not as food, but as wise. Listen to what Paul's writing here in Ephesians. Listen to what Jesus taught us. A wise man will do what? He'll dig down and build on a rock. A foolish man, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we go to church or not. It doesn't matter. It, it, just believe any old way. How did we get there? You don't go just any place when you need a motor, 
of when you need a certain part. If you're going out and you want catfish, you don't, you don't go to a hamburger joint. But somehow the enemy has persuaded us that when it comes to God, in fact, he's, he sold us a bill of goods that the two, two things that you and I ought not talk about is the very two governments that governs our nation and even our eternity. And that's religion and politics. Or just accept it like it is. It was good enough for this and it's good enough. Uh, it's a personal deal now. I can't depend on mama's faith or grandma's and their walk. I got to have my own. I can't, there's not going to be any grandchildren in heaven. Everybody's got to be born. Everybody's got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. The power of the Holy Ghost. I tell you what hinges on the power of the Holy Ghost. Eternity hinges on the power of the Holy Ghost. Eternal life hinges on the power. The survival of the church hinges on the power of the Holy Ghost. Our survival from day in to day out hinges on the power of the Holy Ghost. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. We're there. What did he mean by redeeming? Take advantage of the day. Take advantage of the hour. Sit up and listen to hear what's being said about the word of God. And the power and the promises offered to us through the Father. The promise of the Holy Ghost. Wherefore ye are not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. Don't let the world, the cares of the world, the things of the world overwhelm you. Peter didn't deny the fact that they didn't appear drunk. From all countenance, from all appearance, they was under the influence. But not the influence that they was being accused of. We're rocking and rolling this morning even as a nation. Because of the wickedness and the evilness and the power of the spirit of iniquity. That's bombarding our nations and we're staggering with it now. And that ought not be as a Christian nation. As a God-believing, a Bible-believing nation. And under the power of the influence, it ought not stagger us. But we will give ourselves to the wrong spirit. We pushed out the gospel. We poured out, pushed out the truth. And we're trying to persuade people you can make it without it. But I'm telling you, you and I cannot make it in this life or that would come. Without the power of the Holy Ghost. You and I are no match for the spirit of iniquity. You and I are no match for the devil and his tricks and snares and power. Without his mercy, without the power of the Holy Ghost working and operating, we become his workmanship by the power of the Holy Ghost. 
The Holy Ghost that works together with the Word of God that we hide in our hearts that we might not sin against Him. The Word of God that becomes a lamp unto our paths that we won't walk down the wrong paths. But we won't walk down the error, the spirit of error. The Word of God, the Holy Ghost is what helps us keep allowing the spirit of error, amen, and the pitfalls of life from overwhelming us and overpowering us and robbing us of our inheritance. I'm telling you the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the most precious thing you ever going to have. It's the most precious thing you're going to ever amen, experience. Amen. There's nothing like it. Hallelujah. I don't care what else you want in life and obtained in life. I'm telling you, nothing compares to the power, amen, of the Holy Ghost to liberate, to deliver, to set free, and to make us whole. Man's never made whole in this life until he experienced the Holy Ghost. We didn't get to go through all the lessons to bring us to this lesson, but there are some steps that brings us here. Redeem the time. Let the words that's been spoken this morning, not because of me, by no means whatsoever, but because these are the words of God. You can have the Holy Ghost. God came through Jesus Christ to tear down petitions and tear down the walls that whosoever will can receive the Holy Ghost and the power of God in their lives. Time's up. If you're going to be filled with something this morning, let's be filled with the Spirit. Not any Spirit, but the Spirit called the baptism of the Holy Ghost this morning. Brother Brennan, this is me. If you'll come, get ready. We love you today and appreciate you. I, I know we've gathered here this morning and... Uh, time for a dedication and let me say again is they're getting ready they want to they're going to sing a song to start this part of this service this morning we're so honored to have all to come and be a part of this you know for you to take out your time and come to the house of God some just a regular place to come always but then others as guests that you want to be a part these children's lives that you you want to be involved with them you want to help them you want to encourage them you want to be an example unto them and we're living in a world today that we need we need some examples we need some friends and neighbors and loved ones and moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas or pap pop or whatever man there's so many handles out there today too. we need them because just one couple we live in a world today that there's so much evil and wickedness on every hand who'd ever dream that we're facing some of the wickedness that we're facing today and evilness I know every generation's told the pre next generation that 
man, we're praying for y'all. We're fearful for y'all, y'all. But I'm telling you, folks, these little babies are going to face some things. It's blowing our minds. The mindset of humanity, their beliefs, how to live. And I mean, you can tell you're really getting messed up when you start trying to pass laws that takes the laws out of a parent's home. That you can't tell your baby they're a boy or girl until they get four or five years old. When you start trying to pass laws and call it a hate crime whenever you make a stand against lifestyles that you know that's abomination in the Word of God and bring destruction into their lives. You think we can do this without the Holy Ghost? You think we can do this without the favor and mercy of God? You think we can do this without having a place to come and joined and bind together so I want to say thanks to each one of you for coming and being a part of this service this morning to join with us Oakley and Marshall you may not have the encounter this some you may not have the influence but I promise you everybody in this house is going to influence these babies somehow somewhere it may be one encounter Maybe one event. It's an uncle. It's an aunt. Grandma, grandpa, mom and dad, a friend, a brother and sister in the Lord. So as we come to dedicate these this morning. And I'm saying all this because I don't want you to come up here and have to stand because when we start to do this, we bring them up to the front. We ask all the family to come in and we all join in and pray together. Because why? Because we're asking for God's favor. The God that sees from this day, the ending from the beginning. But it's the powers of our prayers. It's the power of our lives that we live before them day in and day out. They can have such an influence of the final outcome of their lives. We want Oakley and Marshall. We want to be God-fearing, God-loving. We want them blessed of God, used of God. So that's the reason we bring them to the house of God. We, we try to take them places that's godly and wholesome. And, and there'll be places where moms and dads and grandparents will say, no, we're not going there. Because we got a responsibility. Because you don't need to be exposed to that. You know, it still blows my mind sometimes. And I understand, I understand. Walk up to a place and said, you know, adult drinks are sold here. Well, the adults can't handle them. If you're 16-year-old and you're 17-year-old, neither can you. Well, I'm just... 
Thank God for this apostolic doctrine. Thank God for this one God message. This is where our hope lies. This is where our faith is at. This is what living is all about. Is living for Him. And my heart be for these two would be to raise them up in a church. They know what revival is about. They know what miracles is about. They'd have the testimony as Remy's got now. Coming the second night for a little eight-year-old boy that was facing a heart condition that the medical fields didn't know what to do. Confused with everything they was doing. They almost lost that boy two or three times. But little, little Remy said, Mama, I'll stand in again tonight. And but two days later, that boy's home. Some people just shove it off. You go ahead and do what you want to. But the faith of a child. If you know Remy, he's, he's really, he, he, it's not his cup of tea to come up here in front of everybody. It's not his cup of tea, but, but he was willing. This is what we want to ingrain them with. I don't want to impress them to be the next greatest athlete in the world. I want to ingrain them to be a saint of God. Be Holy Ghost filled. I want to expose them to the dance floor of the church. Not some boring place. But a place where God can move. And the power of God can move. And move upon their lives and hearts and souls. I want them when they get about three and four year old to play church. I want to walk by them and watching them copying mom and daddy and some grandmas and grandpas in here worshiping God. I don't want to expose them to the life of staggering off somewhere. Come on, that's what dedication's about. When you dedicate something, buddy, you give it. God gave them to us. But we're coming this morning to give them back with the responsibility of God. To the best of our ability, we're going to raise them right. We're going to train them. Train up a child. When they grow old, they won't depart from it. Trying times and difficult times come. They'll come running, not away from it. They'll come running to it. Man, I... I, Holy Ghost is in the house. We're raising a nation out there that's instructing, exposing them. Don't go running to the house of God. Don't, don't listen to that preacher. They've done everything they can through Hollywood and everything else to tear down the preacher in the house of God. And while they build up a man on sand through alcohol and drugs and things of that nature. But we're watching that crumble out from under them now, aren't we? But thank God for church. Thank God for a God that's full of mercy and compassion and love in this house today to help us. Appreciate you. God bless you.
people try to overcome But you've been dedicated to serve the Holy One And no matter what may come your way Remember this one thing No force can come against you in the presence of service of a king. Families, if you'll gather, Brother Mayo, Sister Melody, Brother Brandon, Sister Melody, Brother Jaron, Sister Deanna, come, man, bring in Marshall and Oakley, and I'd like for all the immediate family to come and just gather in around them. You will play a very important role in Oakley's and Marshall's life. Praise God. And I promise you, we want to raise Oakley to be a little girl. Not one moment in her life do we ever want to confuse her to think that she's anything else. 
she's a beautiful little girl. <laughs> and we're going to raise Marshall to be a man. He's a boy. He's not going to be confused. We're not going to let, we're not going to open up to those spirits and attitudes. And so if you would just gather in kind of tight to church, if you'll come gather around them. Sister Moore, if you'll come join me. Brother Ford, you too. We're going to pray for these babies and the parents and all the family. We want the help of God, don't we? Man, we're living in a world they, they sung about. When evil tries to come in, when the destroyer tries to come, God can lift up a standard. Amen. Isaiah talks about the enemy will try to come in like a flood. Amen. But the Spirit of the Lord, will, what will? The Spirit of the Lord will lift up the standard. Oh my, I'm telling you, this thing's tied together if you really have listened to me this morning. The Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard, amen, against the floodgates of the enemy. I'm telling you, we're, we're warring against the floodgates, but greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. This is how we want to raise these babies. And both of them's looking at me like, praise God. Man, I want God to bless them. How about you? I want to be blessed of God to be a blessing to them. I want God's voice in our lives and anointing upon each and every one of us. Because we all take a part of this. Of raising them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. You're going to help me pray this morning? Please.
we thank you today, Come on, let's bind together and pray in the name of Jesus Christ. We're not calling on any name, but we're calling on the name of Jesus. Your favor, God, would be upon these families. Your power and anointing would rest upon them. You put that hedge around them, God. You keep them from evil and wickedness. You order their footsteps and guide them, God. You help us, Lord. You help all of us to be the influence and the example and see them, God, molded and shaped into who and what you desire them to be. We plead your blood over their lives this morning. We call your name and your favor over them this morning. We give you the honor and the praise and the glory this morning with thanksgiving in our hearts. We're rejoicing with putting our hands together for the goodness of God and the mercies of the Lord is with us. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. My, my, what a beautiful day the Lord's given us. Hallelujah. <laughs> we love these babies, love these families, love each one of you for coming being part of this this morning. Amen. Now you got the time. Take pictures. Do what you like. Got plenty of time. We love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.